Right. People, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right oh, now. Come off it. We're not in a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit, no fucking redemption. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. I ain't going with you. I'm going with child. Hey, fuck you, Palmer! I'm going with you! Who says I want you going with me? All right, cut the bullshit! Because the whole world gone crazy! Hey! Everybody calm the fuck down. Dreams <laughs> and bones and bats and bones and teenage monsters in haunted homes, a ghost on the stair, a vampire's fight, but beware, <laughs> there's a full moon tonight. Big fat bug right in my spiderweb. Virginia, are you crazy? You're bad. Bad. You are not supposed to play spider anymore. Animal spiders creep and crawl. Boys and ghouls having a ball. <laughs> Frankenstein, Dracula, and even the mummy are sure to end up in somebody's tummy. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Holmes Movies Recommends. Did I get that the right? The, the Holmes Movies Recommends. Oh, welcome to another episode of Holmes Movies Recommends. <laughs> Hi, Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> I seem to be messing up the, uh, the introductions every time we do this now. I think you're doing it deliberately. I think you think it's a bit. You, you are just turning into Alan Partridge. Because you mentioned it. Hello. Oh, I recommend. Uh, oh, I have a cold. I can't do impressions today. It's not COVID, is it? Probably not. It's a bit snotty for COVID. No, sorry. This is disgusting for our listeners, but it is a bit snotty and sneezy for COVID. I don't have any of the other stuff, uh, but you never know. So this could be my last podcast, everyone. I mean, obviously, we shouldn't joke about it because uh, it's no, a terrible thing. But at the same time, uh, you know, if you can't laugh, ah, oh, fuck, I really need to blow my nose. Excuse just. Give, give me a second. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Adam is just blowing his nose. <laughs> you can kind of hear it in the background. Fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, I'm back. All right, so this is another episode of where we've been recommending films to each other to watch during these times of lockdown. Well, we're recommending them to the public. Yes, and to each well, other, and, 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 and to the public as well. So, yeah, last episode, uh, you recommended The Court Jester with Danny Kay. Yes. Which I haven't seen yet, but I really want to, based off just hearing, like, listening back and editing the episode made me really want to watch the movie. And then I saw, like, a trailer Ooh. for it, and it looked like a lot of fun. Well, there you go. I can't say fairer than that, can you? So, yeah. um, but uh, Holmes Movies recommends is doing its, doing its thing. Doing its thing. But uh, in, just before we get into the episode, how are you? I have a cold. Apart from that, are you are you are you okay? I'm fine. Cool. Yeah. Well, how how, I mean, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's over there in the civilized part of the world. Well, you know, it's going fine. I mean, it's a bit cloudy today, but you know, it's still a bit. I mean, we're early days of September, so I think maybe we'll get like an Indian summer. We don't know. It could be nice. Yes, maybe. Um, it's actually started to get a bit autumnal here in uh, in New England, and I'm nice all for it. Yeah, it far. Uh, I'm all for it because um, it was really hot a few weeks ago, and frankly, you know, 
it was just unbearable. So cooler yeah. temperatures in the evening, you know, nice, uh, nice misty mornings. I'm all for it. And, you know, autumn is, is my favorite season, um, you know, food wise and temperature wise, it gets cozy and yeah. Mm. I great love time, a great time to be inside watching films. Yeah, Ooh. I love autumn time period as well because it's autumn also. Time period. Fuck you. Talking about? <laughs> I like autumn as well. I like being inside. It's just when everything gets like cold and cozy, and you know you got like a nice film to curl up to, and fireplaces going. It's it's lovely, and also just I mean, especially where you film are. and a fire. <laughs> what <laughs> a film and a fire that's what <laughs> yeah but where you are in massachusetts it's uh very nice with the the way all the leaves turn orange and brown it's really quite nice and yes it's very picturesque famously so up here um at that time of year so um but uh yeah scary movie month is coming up soon so that's that's lovely. it is coming up soon should we are we going to do anything for scary movie month I think we could recommend horror films or just stuff that we find scary to people. But stuff we find, I find it scary when you're walking uh, alone at night and uh, in a in an unfamiliar neighborhood. Yeah, I don't. I've, you know what I find scary? The fucking world right now. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty is like a really bad black. Twenty twenty is the worst horror film ever. <laughs> it's like every day you wake up and it's like. Fah! Yeah, I mean, we used to, you know, it used to be that like all the all the most scary characters from the horror movies are seem to be like running the place you know you've got um you've got the joker you know you've got uh you've got your your you know your freddy kruegers and your um jason Voorhees, aka carl rittenhouse uh you know you've got all these fuckers um, you know like, it's just like yeah it's like everyone every horror movie villain um like donald trump is like what would happen if like the joker and a pe the penguin had a baby um that's true know, or like you know he he really feels like a batman character yeah um yeah it is just it's just awful um you know, you've got the abominable snowman boris johnson i mean yeah, yeah. a little bit of segue away from that uh, just speaking of batman um recently uh dc fandom had like a huge event which is basically them it's like their little small version of san diego comic-con which they did it was like a virtual event where they were using it to advertise and show trailers for all the films that warner brothers and dc are going and it was a really 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 huge success and i enjoyed all the trailers that they showed we we got a a trailer for Zack Snyder's uh, cut of Justice League, which is a film mm. that everyone's been sort of like tweeting about on like hashtag release the Snyder cut. And now it's going to be a film that's going to, it's going to be four one hour parts on HBO Max. Okay. And then they released the trailer for Wonder Woman 84, which looks really good. Looking forward to that. And they also released, uh, they also showed a bit of a sizzle reel um, behind the scenes for James Gunn. Sizzle reel, that just sounds dodgy. I'm sorry. <laughs> for James Gunn's Ooh, uh, film. Seen a sizzle reel. <laughs> that sounds like something Alan Partridge would say. Yeah. The sizzle reel. Uh, no, they showed a bit of uh, uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which looks so much fun. Oh, wait, hang and... on a minute. They just made a Suicide Squad, didn't they? Yeah, but they've done another one, which is like a soft reboot because the other one that came before that wasn't well received. What? If at first you don't succeed, just do the same thing and hope that people have forgotten. Well, I mean, it's just because I think there's a lot of... Lot... I think there's a lot of anticipation for that because James Gunn is directing it. And this was just after he got fired from, briefly fired from Disney. So Warner Brothers was like, hey, come over to our side and make uh, the Suicide Squad and we'll give you free reign to do whatever you want. And it seems like that's what he's being allowed to do. 
and the other trailer that they released at DC Fandom, just to relate to what you were saying before, um, they released a trailer which just lit the internet on fire, which is the trailer for Matt Reeves, for Matt Reeves, uh, the Batman, the new Batman film with Robert Pattinson as Batman, and it looks so good. I saw it like twelve they times. Have Batman films. They yeah, but, just came out. But they but the, the thing about this one which is really interesting is that it's it's a little bit more grounded than the Nolan films. It has a bit more of a serial killer David Fincher vibe and it it's like it, it look like if you watch the trailer it looks exactly like if David Fincher made a superhero film and they and whoever cut the trailer together deserves top marks for using uh Nirvana's something in the way really well. It's it's just really quite Oh yeah, great. that's what Kurt Cobain would have wanted. Yeah, but it's really it's a really good trailer. And also, <laughs> what the hell? Why does this keep happening? Why can't people just make a new film? Well, I mean, it's a new. I mean, obviously, inter- because of the money. I mean, yeah, I get that. But but it's like- a new interpretation of the character, but also, and also, the thing I like about all these the films that they're doing is that you, all the films look very different from each other. It's like each director is, you know, they're being allowed to do the film that they want to do. Yeah, it's a superhero film, but it's their their superhero film and i think it's- for me it just feels messy like i mean all joking aside i know i come across as a curmudgeon but it's like there's a lot of um there's just so much of it that where is the true version it would be like if you know it's it's almost as if you know you you the bond all the bond films all 25 or whatever the of how many of these films have been made were made within this within a 10 year span you know it's like it feels so packed and crowded and like I don't know, messy. Um, I feel like the, I mean, I didn't see the third uh, Dark Knight, um, you know, uh, Christian Bale, but, but the, um, but that, you know, felt to me like a pretty definitive Batman trilogy. Before we know it, the fucking Ben Affleck's turned up. And now we've got Robert Pattinson, who, you know, he's a great actor and, and, and I'm sure he'll do really well with the part, but it's just like, why not try something else? Like, I mean, oh, I don't know. I mean, I see, I see your point. I do, I do agree with you in some ways because it's like we've had so many different Batman movies, and also it's like, oh, new Batman film. Who's the villain? The Joker? <laughs> oh, it is. No, it's not. No, the jo- the villain in this movie is uh, the Riddler, played by Paul Dano, who, um, and we haven't actually seen a cinematic version of the Riddler since Batman Forever, when he was played by Jim Carrey in the Joel Schumacher. Uh, yeah. film that he did well i mean i honestly i mean i i look forward to seeing this because it does it does sound really fun and um you know paul dano and, and robert pattinson are both fab, fantastic actors i mean i'm sure they'll and wh- who's directing it uh matt reeves he did he did um the cloverfield movie and he also directed the let the right one in remake and he also directed the last two uh, Planet of the Apes movies, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes with Andy Serkis. And Andy Serkis is starring in The Batman as Alfred, which could be oh. quite cool. Yeah. Like, it's got a great cast. You have Jeffrey Wright as uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon. You've got Colin Farrell as the Penguin, like, unrecognizable in, like, his makeup. And you have Zoe Kravitz playing um, Catwoman, which is pretty cool. One of the things about the, from the trailer, which is also really exciting, is Paul Dano as the Riddler, which I've said. And just like, we've just seen like a little snippet of his character already, but it seems like he could be up there with Heath Ledger's Joker as like a very interesting villain. And like, they were able to make like a really great trailer from the 20, 30% of the movie that they've already shot because they got shut down because of COVID. And now they're going back next, this month to reshoot, every, to, to shoot everything again. 
in England. They're shooting in Glasgow. That's fucking not in England, mate. You've got to be. <laughs> you've just you've just taken a shit with your trousers on. Whoops. Uh, Great Britain or, or Scotland? No, just it's in Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. yeah I really shooting. think right now with the political situation, how it is. Uh, yeah, Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. So really? it's pillock. <laughs> Apologies to Scotland. Yeah. So yeah, you need to apologize. We just lost all of our Scottish listeners. Or they're gonna <laughs> fucking come for you. Yeah. But anyway, so that's yeah, so that's exciting. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what they're doing next. And yeah, I know there's a lot of superhero movies, but those films I think look but also just because I feel DC have been like everyone's been like, oh, praising Marvel and giving them a lot of acclaim and things like that. And DC and Warner Brothers have kind of stumbled a little bit to create their own little universe along the way, and they have been sort of lambasted a bit for that but seeing this and just seeing how interesting and kind of successful the way they were able to market the films and showing what they're going to be it's kind of exciting it seems like they're trying something a little bit different and making you know not films that are sort of built up into a whole universe in one story like the marvel movies but like giving like a sense of you know you know there's a bit of an auteur uh, auteurship through the films that they're doing yeah um i don't it's never it's never going to be my favorite uh genre i i do think it's interesting that you were saying you know dc have kind of been accused of like copying marvel essentially but not really like copying but i think they're just like because when they had like a huge success with the marvel movies they were really trying to like catch up with them like make their own universe like marvel sort of built up their universe like film by film they had iron man then they had the hulk and then they had thor captain america and they were building up to the first avengers movie and when that made like a billion dollars then they were like boom we can like open up our universe and then everyone kind of saw what they were doing and trying to sort of replicate that they did that a little they tried that with like 20th century fox tried to do that with X-Men and then DC tried to do it with their films, like building up to, they did like, I don't know if it was like originally what they planned on doing, but then when they did Man of Steel and then they like, then they, that year at Comic-Con, they announced that they were going to do a Batman versus Superman film. And then that was like, they, I mean, it's a flawed movie. I mean, I kind of enjoy it. The more I watch Bat, the more I've watched it, like Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, but they were trying to pack so much into that movie. And it's like, already like there was like one plot point after another and it was like hinting at so much stuff to come but it seems like they've kind of got their shit together a little bit well that's good um oh, can we talk about something else now yes like uh so i'm recommending that i am <laughs> recommending a film uh today and the film that i am going to recommend is a film that i watched during lockdown earlier this year and it's a film that's direct are you familiar with jack hill it rings a distant bell but remind me uh coffee foxy brown director he's he was called uh the the howard hawks of exploitation films by uh mr quentin tarantino and he's a big fan of his oh right well i yeah i, I haven't seen any of his films but i guess i must have heard of him somewhere along the line because i've obviously heard of foxy brown and, and those other films yeah and um the film that I'm going to recommend is a movie that uh, he did. It was uh, a film that was one of the last films that the Lon Chaney Jr. was in. And it's a film called Spider Baby. Have you heard of that? Uh, does it have... Um... Oh, what's his name? I was going to make a joke. No, I was going to make a joke about the guy who plays Spider-Man, uh, but I forgot his name because he's also a baby. What, Tom Holland? No, the one before that. Oh, uh, Tobey Maguire. 
Toby Maguire. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh, Toby Maguire. But no, no, my joke got lost because I can't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. So this film is basically the best way I can kind of describe this movie. It's the kind of film you would get if Alfred Hitchcock and William Castle like were out drinking and one of them dropped acid and then the, one of them was like, you know what? We should do a movie together, and that's basically what Spider Baby is. So it was made in 1964, but due to the production company that made the film, it went bankrupt, so it was unreleased still around uh, 1967 to 1968. And it's referred to as the maddest story ever told, and by God, it is. And in the words of Charlton Heston, it's a madhouse. And uh, Lon Chaney Jr., he stars in the film as Bruno, and this would be one of his final roles in a film. And it's, and it's one of his most moving and well-acted well roles. And like, even though he doesn't have the same presence as, and caliber of his father, Lon Chaney Sr., the man of a thousand faces, he still manages to pack a punch. Well, I mean, it's just to say, like, on Lon Chaney Jr., I mean, he really was... I mean, first of all, that whole thing of like famous men giving their son the exact same name as them is like what a what a shit sandwich that is. And yeah. uh, you know, and secondly, uh, you know, the expectations that he would just like follow in his father's footsteps. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had a he he was a troubled man. Uh, did a lot of drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was a scene, there's a scene in this movie where there's like, he's giving like a really quite moving and emotional scene and, it, and the camera's kind of focused entirely on him in like a close up. And apparently after they were done shooting that scene, everyone clapped for him. Everyone gave him like a standing ovation. Oh, oh well. That's quite yes. cool. So <laughs> he plays uh, Bruno, as I mentioned, he's the caregiver for three children called the Mary family, the Mary, Mary family. I Sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Uh, Elizabeth, Virginia, and Ralph, both uh, all they're played by Beverly Washburn, Jill Banner, and uh, the late great Sid Haig. And Sid Haig had starred in in a lot of of um, of Jack Hill's movies, and he shows up in all the Pam Greer black exploitation films. And uh, Sid Haig and Beverly Washburn they would reunite with uh, Jack Hill uh, with Jack Hill again on his kind of Easy Rider esque counterculture film called Pit Stop. And they, they, the three of them, the three children, they suffer from a genetic affliction unique to members of their family, which causes them to mentally, socially, and physically regress down the evolutionary ladder. So they're basically still like, they're children, basically, almost. And uh, Bruno is their protector and guardian after their parents have died. And he basically cleans up for them after they've done mischief, which is basically them you know, killing a person accidentally or just or purposely and things like that. So it does take a very sort of emotional and philo uh, psychological toll on him, despite the fact that he loves them and he would promise and he made a promise to their father to take care of them. And things start to unravel and get out of hand once two distant relatives, a solicitor and a secretary show up at the house and murder and insanity ensues. It sounds like a non-comedic version of the Adams family. Yeah, it's a very it's 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 like exploitation at its finest, and it is the, it has like a blend of Hitchcock and William Castle. Like it has like the it has the feeling of a Hitchcock film, like the mystery of a Hitchcock film, and also the kind of dark comic madness of William Castle, like all blended together. It's funny actually. You should mention William Castle because I watched Rosemary's Baby recently, and um, 
one of the famous stories about that was obviously he bought the rights to the book, but then the studio were like, okay, you can produce it, but uh, well, there's only one condition. And he's like, what's that? He's like, you cannot fucking direct this film. <laughs> <laughs> there's something hot Polanski. Yeah. It's, it's just like, oh. <laughs> but he does show up in a cameo role in the movie. Well, yeah, he's outside the phone booth. Yeah. That's I know about films as well. All right, just, just in case you didn't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... That, like I went into this film not knowing anything about it. I I found it in a DVD shop in um in, Co in sorry in Copenhagen, and it's um it's part of the Arrow Video Collection, and it's in a Blu-ray DVD dual format. Very and cool. the same with uh, Pit Stop as well. It which... looks like it uh, in the US. It's available to rent on Amazon. Um, yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a really like mad film, but a lot of the horror. Why am I into watching this? <laughs> what? Let's see if I can talk Lily into watching this. That would that would be an interesting feat. Yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, it's a very weird, weird movie. Like it's 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 strange. You'll watch it and you're like, this is mad. This is a very mad movie. But there's a lot of five stars on Letterboxd. I just really enjoyed it. It was it you're was. Saying, you're saying this film is perfect. Like in the sense that it's perfect for, for someone, like it just like it was like a, it was like the perfect film for someone like me who loves weird exploitation kind of stuff, yeah. and um, yeah, but a lot of the heart comes from Lon Chaney, and he's he has a very affecting performance in numerous scenes where he just comes to conflict with his devotion for the children, and it just it elevates it a bit above the the sort of B movie grade material that that the film really is. And like the performances of uh, Beverly Washburn and Jill uh, Banner as Elizabeth and Virginia are great as well. And they have this very sort of like they're very sinister and like very weird and comical kind of performance. Like every performance in the movie is comical. And Carl, Carl Schna Sch Schanzer as the, no uh, as the nosy lawyer Schlocker is basically doing his best edward gene robin robinson impression and he has like a cigar he, yeah he literally has a cigar in his mouth for the majority of the movie okay and uh carol omart who is recognized mainly as annabelle lauren the conniving wife of vincent price's uh frederick lauren from william castle's uh film uh, house on haunted hill she fits oh, yeah. right she fits right at home in the style of this film and she's just as calculating as she is in house on haunted hill and I was quite pleased when I saw the film and I recognized it. It was pretty, pretty awesome. And like, I mean, every aspect from like the production design, the music, the cinematography, and just, it just made this film feel really intact. And it has this great eerie atmosphere. And, it, you know, it was lost for a period of time. And it's great that Arrow Video has, you know, brought it back for, you know, newer audiences and kind of introduced this this movie to people. And it's 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 such a like, it's it's something that I probably will come back to again and again, and it's just beautifully weird and influential in some kind of ways. Like if you were going to do like an exploitation film, this is like a good inspiration for people who want to, you know, do those kinds of films. And yeah, that's that's pretty much all I really want to say about it. Oh well, good. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to listen to half an hour of Batman talk and ten minutes of recommendation. But yeah, I cut out all the DC stuff. Just fast forward until the film. But yeah, that, uh, in fairness, I had literally <laughs> never heard of this, um, and it sounds really, really interesting. Um, yeah. And I was just looking at its page on uh, Letterboxd, and it gets pretty high. I mean, you've probably brought the average up with your five star review. Uh, although three hundred and sixty six people agree with you. Um, but you know, 
uh, I, this, this sounds really worthwhile, and I love uh, yeah. the forgotten films like this. And it's great that uh, companies like Arrow Films, uh, you know, keep stuff alive. So yeah, yeah, they do really well, and they 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 bring like a lot of these movies that have probably gone out of print, like Indicator series as well. They do they do a lot of they 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 release quite a lot of films that are very hard to get a hold of, like. They had like at one point the this Bud Bedecker Randolph Scott box set with all these movies like I think it was like Ride Lonesome, The Tall Tea, like all those films that that they made together. Uh, anyone who hasn't seen those films seriously should. Yeah. Um, okay. Well. Uh, cool. Um, I look forward to seeing that sometime. Yes. Well, thank you very much for listening to me recommending Spider Baby and talking a bunch of other nonsense that I you know I love to talk about in my sort of cinephile world but uh yeah so uh yep that concludes another episode of homes movies recommends do check back to see what adam is going to recommend yep um it's gonna be a doozy is it gonna make people fall asleep fuck off i don't think i've ever recommended a, a, a soporific film um i think all my films are around two hours well maybe that's not true like oh Ran, yeah, Ran's, Ran's, Ran's like, that's, yeah. If anyone who falls asleep in Ran is either desperately tired or needs their head re-examined. But yeah. okay, um, I will see you next time. See you later. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Sit round a fire with this cup of brew, a fiend and a werewolf on each side of you. This cannibal orgy is strange to behold, and the maddest story ever told. <laughs> <laughs>